The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your name. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And you can see that, uh, obviously, that has not refreshed yet. <laughs> there's a cache on the page, and, uh, yeah, there we, there we go. All right, there's a cache on the page, and so it keeps things for, I don't know, a long time until you, until it decides it doesn't want to do it. Anyway, uh, go to sonslibertymedia.com, check us out there. <clears throat> and if you're interested in watching the video portion of the radio show, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, and you want to see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonslibertymedia.com. Right side of the page, there's there's um, 
There's two videos there. On the right side is the morning show. Just hit the play button and we are live. Blow it up on whatever device you got. And then click on the uh, the rumble icon. It'll be in the bottom right. You can join us in chat over there. Also, you'll see in the chat description or you'll see in the video description uh, our link to Discord if you'd like to join us over there. Not many people join us over there, but it is a place where everybody can come if that's what they want to do and, and gather in one place. And, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with Facebook. They allowed the public page to post the live video, but not my, you know, individual, I guess you'd say private. I, I, nothing's private on it. Everything's public. But um, they don't allow it over there. I don't know what's going on. They're, they're just screwing with it. And, frankly, I don't care for Facebook, okay? I just don't care about it. Um, <clears throat> but it's there if you want to check that out, too. Also, before it's news.com, top of the page, we're on there, uh, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. And also uh, Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. And if you got a Roku device, we're on that on Cutting Edge TV as well. So, uh, yeah, their right side, our right video, that's where you'll find the live show. Yesterday's show with Bradley in the afternoon, that's on the left side. And uh, he'll be live there at 3 o'clock. So you can check that out. You can watch yesterday's show up until 3, and then it'll change over to the live feed. And uh, check that out at Sons of Liberty Media. Dot com. Now, <clears throat> there are several things. If you want to help us and aid us in what we're doing, you want to keep us out there doing the things that we're doing, uh, there's a donate button at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. Click on that make a one-time donation or partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. That's available as well. And our store is also available. Lots of products in there you guys have asked for. Um, I don't know that this was one you asked for, but it is one that we put out. The Prayer That Rocked the Capitol. It's been out for quite a while. This is dealing with what happened on May the 20th, 2011, when Bradley went into the Minnesota State House. He was invited there and gave a prayer. And you can watch it. It's a pretty simple prayer. We pr- prayed it. Well, we prayed it. We played it on the show um, before, along with some of the wimpy, milk toast, wussified, effeminate men from both sides of the aisle who just couldn't stand that somebody would actually pray in Jesus' name. Um, they just couldn't stand it. And I'll bet they tell you they love God and they're they're uh, you know they go to church and. They got their Bible every once in a while and stuff like that. And then they brought in this guy who prays to nobody. I think he prayed to hear himself. He prayed to himself. I think that's what was going on. Anyway, uh, you'll see that in the video. It's normally $20. The DVD is. Uh, this week only, you can get it for 20% off through Saturday at midnight when you use the promo code PRAYER. Pretty simple, right? PRAYER, and that gets you 20% off. A couple of headlines here at SonsLibertyMedia.com before we get in our topic today. This was uh, Bradley's uh, article from yesterday. The world is the stage. Yes, they are all actors. And yes, that includes Donald Trump. This one was a pretty big, uh, this was a pretty big hit yesterday (laughs) among a lot of people. See, I'm glad people are waking up and seeing what's going on. And they're seeing how they've been played. Because they have been played. And I'm not making excuses for people. Anybody can be deceived about things. You know, we can trust in the best of people, and we can be fooled. There's there's no question about that. That doesn't necessarily it speaks uh, worse for the person who's doing the fooling than it is the person fooled, to tell you the truth. But after many, 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 many times of being fooled, 
you would think people would wise up to it. Some people are doing that. Praise God for that, uh, that they're doing it. But that's on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And yeah, it's got a lot of documents and a lot of videos to demonstrate the point of what's going on. Also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. 12 million chickens and turkeys dead in the second month of America's horrific bird flu pandemic. Or is it the result of 5G? One of the things that I did, I just took Michael Snyder's article, put it up, and then added the stuff here. Because I'm just, you know what, guys? I'm just not buying all this stuff, all all this disease and this, that, and the other, and all these things. And yet, um, hmm, this video here, and people on the radio won't see it, but I'm just going to kind of. Click it real quick. Well, paraphrase Winston Churchill. This is, uh, these are some birds. They turn 5G on. Look at this. And this, and, and this happened in several places, all right? Uh, this, uh, uh, where the birds have been found dead. Just dead. In big piles. And, you know, call me crazy. You can call me conspiracy theorist. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Something's going on that's killing those birds, and I'm going to say it probably took more than two people to figure out whatever they did that ended up killing those birds, which makes it a conspiracy. They may not have meant to kill the birds. They may have. But they were definitely conspiring to do something, and, uh, and it's resulted in that. And it's not just this. This is several things. You can watch some of the videos there at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Also, we're hearing that Fauci returns to panic the masses about COVID-1984, but we're having none of it. And, you know, this guy still remains in, in his position of power despite all that we know. The decades of his cruelties to animals, to children, to adults, the murders that he is, and they are murders, because he knows what, he knew what AZT would do to those who had AIDS. He knew what this shot would do to tens of thousands of Americans, millions of people worldwide. He knew what they would do. He still remains in office. How can that be? It's because the people won't bring justice. They won't bring justice. He knew for all of the hearings by Ron Johnson, thank God he had the hearings. A lot of people would have never have heard of some of these uh, injuries and things that are going on. But for all the hearings... And Ted Cruz, too, coming in there listening and, oh, thank you for being brave and blah, 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 blah. Where's the action? Where's the justice, guys? See, that's the thing that keeps being left off. And as long as that's left off, you're going to have people like the great Fauci here who's going to keep pushing the agenda. Why? Because he stands to make a lot of money. Filthy lucre, the Bible says. In fact, it's not even real money. It's debt. It's debt. Also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Zelensky consolidates all channels into government propaganda. That kind of sounds like the U.S., doesn't it? Bans 11 political parties. Hmm. No surprise there. This is what Nazis do. Yep. Is the IRS collapsing? This is new from Dan Pila. And uh, boy, they I'll tell you, we're trying to get them to do some things, and it's taken a while. Uh, they're severely, um, yeah, lack a, a lack in staffing, let's put it that way. 
that they've got going on, and they are they are collapsing under it. But this is all to make way for that new world order, right? This is all to do that kind of thing. This is why you got to put a stop to it. All right. Also, sonsofthemoneymedia.com. Ron Paul is latest in the Fed and get more Doritos. Well, I don't know who wants more Doritos, but uh, ending the Fed, yep, that's good because you can get more for your real money. <laughs> if you end the Fed, you can get real money, which is constitutional money. Go back and read your constitution, which is what? Gold and silver. If you're going to call something money, it's gold and silver. And uh, so that's the latest from Ron Paul. Be sure to check those things out. Now, I got a video, <clears throat> and uh, here's Joe Biden. And Biden has come upon this issue of following the footsteps of his predecessors, and that is to call for a new world order. Okay? Here's old Joey. Take a listen. Well, it, let me change it. Here's what we think is Joey. <laughs> because who knows what uh, who this guy is, if it's real Joe Biden or if it's an actor or who knows. Okay, here he goes. Inflection point, I believe, in the world economy, not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. As one of them, as the uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day. Wait a minute. Are you doing the thing you did with Extortion 17, Joey? Somebody told you something in a secure meeting and you're fixing to tell everybody, just like you did Extortion 17 that resulted in the deaths of 17 Navy SEALs and several other Americans. It, are you about to unleash that? Is, is that what you're doing, Joey? 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people dying, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're gonna, there's gonna be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. We've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. This guy is not leading squat unless he gets his diaper changed. He's just not gonna do it. Um, but here again, this is the same kind of lingo. We've heard from George Bush Sr. We heard it from his boy. We heard it from Bill Clinton. We heard it from all kinds of um, men in positions of power in the world. We've been hearing it for, what, 40 years. 40 years. Yeah, I'm going to touch on that in a little bit, Mr. Wordsworth. Uh, the Novos Ordo Seclorum. We're going to touch on that in a little bit of history here as to what's going on. But it's this call for new world order. But I want you to notice what he said. He said we had a liberal world order. No, you had a socialist world order. Now, anybody doing this, this looking into the birth certificate issue and the idea of the New Deal that Franklin Delano Roosevelt put in place, all of that's tied together. Listen to me very carefully. Those of you who believe Donald Trump when he stood at the State of the Union and says America will never be a socialist country, he obviously either is just out and outright lying or he's ignorant of how the system works. We have been a socialist country for many, many, many decades. Many decades. Our entire existence uh, and economy and monetary policies and all are based on socialism. They are. 
In fact, it's the more I get into it, it's strangely similar to what was going on at the Tower of Babel. At least in my mind, it's it's very uh, similar to that. But let me ask you something. I normally don't have any cash, and the fact of the matter is I only have one of these debt notes. I mean, I don't even have two of them to rub together. Dollar bill, right? Ta-da! All right, and... Um, on the back of the dollar bill is the back of the Great Seal of the United States. Now, some of you have seen where we, you know, there it is right there, the the um, the uh, pyramid with the all-seeing eye of Horus, right? The sun god there at Egypt. Um, <clears throat> and it has Novos Order Seclorum, the bottom of the pyramid. Uh, it also has the year 1776 on there. So this is not anything that's new. This is stuff that was going on around the founding. Okay. And um, while, you know, some of our founding fathers issued that seal that we had the shirt for that you can get in our store, which is rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. There was others, or there were others who wanted this and got it. As the back of the seal, most people don't see the back of the seal of the United States. They see the eagle, you know, the the arrows, the olive branches, all that stuff. They see that. They don't see what the back of it is. The back of it is that seal, the Novos Ordo Seclorum. There's a little history on this, and it's interesting because... um, Later today, I'm going to be doing an interview that we're going to air on Thursday. Bart Sabrell, uh, the guy who did, you know, he exposed all the uh, moon landings and all for what they were. I just finished up his book on Audible called Moon Man, if you want to check that out. Um, It's a pretty good book. I mean, it's pretty logically, he follows through, you know, what was taking place. Been through on his sites. I still got a couple of videos I'm going to be watching today uh, before, before we do the interview, but... There's things about that that smack uh, of what they're trying to do in the quote-unquote moon landing that I think tie in with this as well. And it's all about deception. It really is all about deception. Let me tell you a little bit about this uh, seal, this Novos Order Seclorum. Okay? Uh, it's the Latin motto suggested in 1782 by Charles Thompson, the founding father chosen by Continental Congress to come up with the final design for the Great Seal of the United States. Okay, Remember this guy's name, Charles Thompson. He's a founding father, 1782. Okay, On June 20th, 1782, Congress approved Thompson's design for both sides of the Great Seal, whose official description for the reverse side specifies... On the base of the... And I'm going to show you. This is in his own handwriting uh, that you can see here. On the base of the pyramid, the numerical letters, which are for 1776, and underneath the following motto, Novus Ordo Seclorum. And you can see where he wrote that. Okay? Although Thompson did not provide an exact translation of the motto, he explained its meaning in conjunction with the 1776 on the base of the unfinished pyramid. The words under it signify the beginning of the new American era. 
literally means novos means new, young, novel, or renewed. Ordo means order, row, or series. And seclora means ages, generations, or centuries, or a new order of the ages. Um, this particular little piece where I pulled up some information just to find out who was behind all of this. Here's what we read. In January 1776, Thomas Paine inspired the colonies with a vision of this new American era in common sense. And remember, Thomas Paine was not a very religious dude at all. I mean, you know, he was more about his own reason than anything. And it's not that a lot of the stuff that he wrote was necessarily terrible or anything. It's just it was largely apart from God. So he wrote, The cause of America is in great measure the cause of all mankind. Tis not the concern of a day, a year, or an age. Posterity are virtually involved in the contest and will be more or less affected, even to the end of time, by the proceedings now. In his June 1783 farewell letter to the army, General George Washington wrote, The foundation of our empire was not laid in the gloomy age of ignorance and superstition, but at an epoch when the rights of mankind were better understood and more clearly defined than at any former period. Well, apparently the people began to forget some of the lessons of history they had just experienced. We see, look, the founding fathers, everybody holds them up as though they didn't make any mistakes, they, you know, any of this stuff. And and I got to tell you, from my perspective, the whole idea of undermining the Articles of Confederation demonstrates that they were, they were, they could succumb to the temptations just like anybody else. Okay, but we see some of the laws that they were willing to push, um, whether it was a, the whiskey deal or whether it was later on the, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of the one that John Adams uh, put in the Seditious uh, Sedition Act. Uh, and some other things like that, we see that they're prone to fall into the same ditches that they had just come out of that tyrants were placing on them. And that's because they're men. They were sinners just like every single person that's walked the earth, and they were in need of a Savior. They weren't needing a new world order. They were needing a new heart order. That's what they needed. They, everybody needs a new heart order. An ordering of the mind, an ordering of the heart that is under the direction of the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So let's take a look back in Scripture. Let's see. Well, does the Scripture have anything to say about this? Well, yeah, yeah. In fact, um, at church, we are dealing with the issue of, we just came out of Genesis chapter 9. You you guys know what goes on in Genesis chapter 9, right? Um, If you don't, well... Let me tap over here just a bit. And I have heard some bizarre stuff about this passage. I really have. There was a... Um, how many of you guys are familiar with Christmastown, USA? Okay, that's just up the road from me. It's called McCaddenville, North Carolina. Okay? And there in McCaddenville, there was a church. And when we were doing our church plant, somebody... One of the guys in the church always liked to kind of, I don't know, tease us. They would... He, he would send us stuff that was just so bizarre. And there's this church over in McCannville, and it was a King James-only church. Now, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm not getting into the, the Bible versions and things. 
I looked at that stuff a long time ago. There are some perversions. There are some things that, like the NIV, don't read that. Just don't read it, okay? Um, but uh, but I'm, I'm not a King James-only person, okay? Uh, because when God inspired his word, he inspired it in Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic. He didn't inspire it in English, Spanish, Latin. And he, didn't, he didn't do it. He just didn't do it. So, um, but the point is, is this was a King James only church, and I think it said something like King James only sixteen eleven dot org. I forget what the website was. Anyway, when you go there, they have the Confederate flags flying, which okay, I was cool with. I, I'm fine with that. Even had some pictures of some some uh, Confederate generals on there. I think uh, Robert E. Lee was on there. Stonewall Jackson was on there. Maybe one or two others. And it said something to the effect, and you got to remember, this has probably been, gosh, 15, 20 years ago. I, I'm not sure. But it's funny to me because they said, we are proud Southern Confederates or something like that. We like fried chicken, and we are King James only, you know, fundamental, all this kind of stuff. Um, don't know how many people they had there. Anyway. I was kind of thumbing through some articles, and they went to Genesis 9. And it was, they actually took the passage that speaks about when uh, Moses becomes uh, drunk. For instance, we read in uh, Genesis chapter 9, beginning of verse 21, at, uh, beginning of verse 20, and, Mo, and Noah began to be an husbandman, and he planted a vineyard. And he drank of the wine and was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were backward, and they saw not their father's nakedness. Now, the, the Bible does warn about uncovering your father's nakedness. You shouldn't do that. Okay. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew that his younger son or knew what his younger son had done to him. Okay? So when Ham went out and told his brothers what was going on, he had obviously done something to humiliate his father. Okay? Now we're not told specifically what that is. Uh, my pastor says he sodomized his father. And he said, Cursed be Canaan. This is the line that comes from hand. And servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Sham, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. Now, in none of the passages do we find out that there was a problem, uh, that, that Noah is condemned for what he did, you know, planting a vineyard, even though he took too much of what he should, what he had. But boy, Ham really gets it, and Ham is not the only one that gets it. His descendants are cursed as a result of it. See, when, when God says you don't take his name in vain, he says he'll visit the iniquity upon the children to the third and fourth generation, wouldn't he? Those who hate him. And what is it when you are engaged in sodomy? Is it not the ultimate hatred of God and of his order? of his natural order that he created? Of course it is. Of course it is. If you're a person engaged in sodomy, lesbianism, transgender, any of this stuff, you are at war with God. 
God is not accepting you. He has given you over. Read Romans 1. He's given you over to these things. And he calls you back to his world order, okay? Ordered and established by him. So when we see these things, this leads up to something. Because in Genesis chapter 9, what we're seeing is, is everything has been destroyed. There is going to be a new world order, (laughs) okay? That's just going to be the natural um, response to everybody on the planet being wiped out. And now you've got Noah, you've got his wife, you've got his sons and their wives, and that's all that's left on the earth. It's almost like going back to Eden without having the garden. Okay? And God gives them command, same command. He says, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. And then, immediately, you've got a father who's passed out in his, in his tent, and his son is doing these things to him. I mean, it's not like Ham didn't see God destroy everybody in the water, right? Didn't you see that? Yeah, you did. You lived through it. You heard the screams. You saw the dead bodies. And yet you're immediately engaged in this kind of unnatural actions, which is a great abomination before God, is what he says. That's in Genesis chapter 9. In Genesis chapter 10, we see the lines of Noah's sons laid out, their genealogy. And then in chapter 11, we read this. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build a city and a tower, whose top may reach into heaven, and let us make a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Now, why would they think like this? Well, it's largely because they find security in one another, not in God. They're finding security in their city, not in God. And so the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. Does that sound familiar to you today? It used to sound familiar that you do all your business in English. Now you can be a person in America, and when you call up, it says, First one for English, two for Spanish, three for something else, and four for something else. But everybody used to conduct all their business in English, right? But he said, the people is one, they have one language, and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Now, that word imagine, if you go back in Genesis prior to the flood, the Bible says the imagination and intents of men's heart was evil continuously. It was continuously evil. It was continuously wicked. It was reprobate. Okay? And now God says, I'm seeing what they're doing, how they're coming together like this. And they're going to end up, what they're going to do is, in their thinking, they're progressing. They're moving forward 
they're achieving something. What they're doing is is they're going to be moving further and further away from me, and they're going to be bringing judgment upon themselves. This is really what he means by they have imagined to do, whatever they've imagined to do. So he says, go to, let us, wait a minute. God sees this, and he says, let us go down. Anybody notice that? God is one, right? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. So what's this us business? Well, the us business is the persons of that Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is the name that Jesus says you will baptize in the name of who? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're not all the same person. They're different persons, but they are the one God. There are three persons who are the one God. Not three gods. Don't get confused. Please don't use the examples of an eggshell, an egg yolk, and the white. And Don't do that. That becomes heretical. Okay? Keep, just keep them distinct. Three persons who are one God. Okay? And so he says this. Let us go down and there confound their language. In other words, so they can't communicate with one another to bring about the imaginations that they have. Let's confound their speech so they can't communicate to one another. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. So God saw that what they were doing. Now, in our day, what would we say if you've got all these people from all over the world working on whatever? Pick your thing. CERN, the United Nations, any of this stuff. If they are doing it in opposition to what God has laid out in the Scripture, is that going to come to a, a good and fruitful end, or is that going to be a really bad and wicked end? Yeah, it's going to be the, the latter, isn't it? It's not going to be the former, it's going to be the latter. In fact, we read over in Psalm chapter 2 this very thing. And we know in the New Testament, Psalm 2 is one of the most quoted passages in the New Testament as far as being a, a fulfillment. And the the disciples and the apostles... When they're writing, they point back to Psalm 2 quite often to say, this was fulfilled here, this was fulfilled here, this was fulfilled here. And here's what it says. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine, imagine, there's that word again. They imagine a vain thing. What are they, what are they imagining that's so vain to him? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Now, we read over in the New Testament, I didn't pull up the passages, but we read in the New Testament that this kings of the earth and the rulers is talking about those like Pilate, Herod, and such, and then the rulers being the Pharisees and those in Jerusalem conspiring together to what? be against the Lord, and against his anointed. You'll notice in the passage the word Lord is capitalized. That's the proper name of God, the um, 
for Yahweh and against his anointed. Well, who's his anointed? Well, that is the Christ, Jesus. And here's what they say. Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. That's what they say. We don't want to be bound by your old ways, your old laws, your old world order. We'll have a new world order. We'll set things the way we want it to be. The Bible says, He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. And again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's not a good place to put yourself where God is laughing at you. It's really not a good place to be. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Now, who's the king? Huh? Who's the king? There's only one of them. It's the Lord Jesus. King of kings, Lord of lords. Right? He says, I'll set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. And I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Let me tell you something, Christians. If you're still caught in this gloom and doom thing, where the earth is going to hell in a handbasket, you're trying to pin a tail on the Antichrist, um, you're, you're, you're caught up in 666 and Mark of the Beast, and you're caught up in all of that. Let me tell you something. You are looking for Antichrist. You're not looking for Christ. There was an old album years ago by the group Petra. They were a Christian band. And um, they had a song on there on one of their albums called Judas Kiss. And right at the first of it, there's this stuff that goes... It's obviously backwards, right? And I had a turntable. Some of you will remember what one of those are. They play the records. Well, the records are coming back now. The vinyl records are coming back. One of the things I did was one night, I got in my room, and I'd been listening to that, and I'm like, okay. And I took and I spun the record backward. You know what that thing said? It said, what are you looking for the devil for when you ought to be looking for the Lord? And it's got this, you know, real deep. So it like freaked me out and it's dark outside and everything else. It just kind of freaked me out that it was saying that. But I thought it was, uh, that was very clever because that was back when, you know, all the rage was people talking about backward masking and all this stuff. Anyway, what are you looking for the devil for when you ought to be looking for the Lord? And there are too many Christians out there looking for the devil when they ought to be looking for the Lord. They're looking for the devil when they ought to be looking for the Lord. And one of the interesting things here that the psalmist writes is he says, Ask of me, and I'll give thee the heathen, those who are doing that, for thine possession, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Do you hear that, Christian? This is a promise made to the Christ. It's a promise made to Jesus by the Father. Let me ask you something. Are you in Jesus? Are you in Christ? That promise is for you too. Therefore, go what and make disciples. I mean, this is what Jesus is saying. All authority is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples. Right? 
we can go forth with confidence. We don't have to go forth timid and scared of bringing the word of God, a word of God to bear upon people. We don't have to be scared of that. We can go in confidence knowing that the heathen are the inheritance of Christ. Mm-hmm. Because he's king of them, too. Whether they like it or not, he's king of them, too. He also goes on, the psalmist, he says, Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. See, Jesus came to establish a new world order, but it ain't the one like the guys are talking about now. It isn't a liberal one. It isn't a Marxist one. It isn't a communist one. Isn't one where your computers run everything and uh, like this uh, this clown over here that works for Klaus Schwab, who's going to have a who's going to have an income to him too that he's not going to like, uh, talking about um, doing his thing that dictators wanted to do before and you know, transhumanism and all this other stuff. No, no, no. Christ came to reestablish the order that was given in the beginning. The second Adam came to do what the first Adam failed to do. And that is bring mankind back and reconcile them unto God and give them a hope in the future. And so the psalmist writes, Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be wise, Joe Biden. Be wise, Donald Trump. Be wise, Mr. Zelensky. Be wise, Mr. Putin. Any other person in authority. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear. And rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Amen. Amen. What does it mean to kiss the Son, lest he be angry? Well, it means repent. Do what the king said. The Son is the King. Read 1 Corinthians 15. He is ruling and reigning from heaven. He's been doing it a long time, subduing all of his enemies under his feet. That's what the gospel does. And he does that by way of his emissaries, his ambassadors, you and I, those of us who know Christ. When we share the gospel, that's how he subdues his enemies. All right? Now, when you have somebody like Joe Biden, and I guess for, you know, many of us have been hearing this since what, uh, the Gulf War under George H.W. Bush about this New World Order stuff, and I forget how many hundreds of times George H.W. Bush said it, uh, but every president after him has mentioned it too, along with other people who have positions of power uh, throughout the world in different countries. So they have all of this. Well, what does the Scripture say about such things. Let's go over into Jeremiah chapter 6. I think I left myself enough time to where we can read the context and we can see what's going on. Remember, Jeremiah is a prophet who's warning the people of Israel, hey, if you continue in this way, if you keep doing what you're doing, God's going to send his armies, the Babylonian armies led by Nebuchadnezzar, and he's going to take you into captivity, and he's going to spank you for 70 years. He's going to discipline you. Because you wouldn't listen. So, let's look into Jeremiah chapter 6. 
O ye children of Benjamin, gather yourselves to flee out of the midst of Jerusalem, and blow the trumpet in Tekoa, and set up a sign of fire in Bethhacharim. For evil appeareth out of the north, and great destruction. I have likened the daughter of Zion to a comely and delicate woman. The shepherds with their flocks shall come unto her. They shall pitch their tents against her round about. They shall feed every one on his, in his place. Prepare ye war against her. Arise, and let us go up at noon. Woe unto us, for the day goeth away, for the shadows of the evening are stretched out. Arise, and let us go by night, and let us destroy your palaces. For thus hath the Lord of hosts said, Hew ye down trees, and cast them out against Jerusalem. This is the city to be visited. She is holy oppression in the midst of her. As a fountain casteth out her waters, so she casteth out her wickedness. Violence and spoil is heard in her, before me continually, in grief and wounds. Be thou instructed, O Jerusalem, lest my soul depart from thee, lest I make thee desolate, a land not inhabited. Thus says the Lord of hosts, They shall thoroughly glean the remnant of Israel as a vine. Turn back thine hand as a grape gatherer into the baskets. To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ear is uncircumcised, and they cannot hearken. Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach. They have no delight in it. Therefore, I am full of the fury of the Lord. I am weary with, with excuse me, I am weary with holding in. I will pour it out upon the children abroad and upon the assembly of young men together. For even the husband with the wife shall be taken, the aged with him that is full of days. And their houses shall be turned unto others with their fields and wives together. For I will stretch out my hand upon the inhabitants of the land, saith the Lord. For from the least of them, even unto the greatest of them, every one is given to covetousness. Does that sound familiar to you? Like something going on today? Yep. And from the prophet, even unto the priest, everyone dealeth falsely. I see it in the chat. Many of you guys, uh, I see you want places where you can go gather with God's people and hear God's word. And you can't, some of you are saying, I can't find it. I've been to churches all in my area and everybody's compromised. They're not preaching the true gospel. They're not calling men to repentance. They're good for nothing. Well, this is what the this is what the people of Israel were. They were good for nothing. They bore the name of God, and yet they had abandoned Him. And so He says this: They have healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, "Peace, peace," when there is no peace. Be be aware of that on the horizon. Okay. Be aware of this crying out for peace and peace when there is no peace. That's coming on the horizon, too. If you can't see that, you don't understand how the Hegelian dialectic works. Okay? That's coming on the horizon. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not at all ashamed. Neither could they blush. They wouldn't even blush at their abominations. Therefore, they shall fall among them that fall, at the time that I visit them, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. And then listen to what he says. Thus says the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old 
paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. You know, God is always one who has set up things for our good and for his glory. He's always set up things for our good. We read that passage, Romans 8, 28. Those who are in Christ, what? He's working all things together for good. Not for everybody. For them who are called according to his purpose, right? Those who love him and keep his commandments. Those who are followers, real followers of Christ. He has good things that he is bringing about in that, right? So here he says, ask for the old paths. He didn't say ask for a new world order. He didn't ask for a new path, a new way. Ask for the old paths. What is he talking about? Go back and read the law that I gave. Go back and read my word and begin to obey it. That's the old paths. See, men think when they've seen the distortion that's occurred over the past several decades in the church, they think that's the gospel. And so they say, well, that doesn't work. Look what it's got us into. And they're right. Look what it's got us into. When men are supposed to be holding forth the old paths and they don't do that, then they're good to be, they're the, they've lost their saltiness, as Jesus said, and they're good to be trampled underfoot by men. I mean, who wants to eat saltless salt? <laughs> right? What is that about? What's well, like what he says to the church at Laodicea? Who wants to drink a lukewarm drink? You either want something that's hot or you want something that's cold, right? Depending on, I guess, what time of year you're in. You don't want something lukewarm. Same thing's true here. Something claims to be salt, and it's not salty. It does no good. It can't preserve food. can't flavor food. It's good to be just tossed out. And this is where the American church has been. It's good to be tossed out and trampled underfoot by men, and that's coming. We're seeing some of that. And we're going to have to step up, and we're going to have to ask God for the old paths again. We'll be like Jeremiah in the book of Lamentations when he said, Lord, if you will turn us, we'll be turned. If you'll grant us repentance, we'll repent. We're utterly at the mercy of God in that. So here's what the people of God need to do. They need to call out to God for the old paths. And they need to seek him in that. How are you going to find that if you're not in the word? If you're not listening to it, if you're not reading it, if you're not engaged in it in some form or another, how are you going to do that? But the response of the people is what's incredible. The end of verse 16 where he says, Ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. We will not walk therein. We will not have you be ruler over us. We have one king. It's Caesar, right? Or, as we read in Genesis, Nimrod. You find Nimrod's name in Genesis chapter 10. He's in that line. God says, Also I set watchmen over you, saying, Hearken to the sound of the trumpet. And they said, We'll not hearken. 
Therefore hear ye nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth, behold, I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my words, nor to my law, but rejected it. To what purpose cometh there to me incense from Sheba, and the sweet cane from a far country? Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifices sweet unto me. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I'll lay stumbling blocks before this people, and the fathers and the sons together shall fall upon them, and the neighbor and his friend shall perish. Thus says the Lord, Behold, a people cometh from the north country, and a great nation shall be raised from the sides of the earth. I mean, he's telling them what they're going to do. They shall lay hold on a bow and spear. They are cruel and have no mercy. Their voices or their voice roareth like the sea, and they ride upon horses, set in array as men for war against thee, O daughter of Zion. And you read Deuteronomy 28, and you'll see the same thing. What's he talking about? He's talking about Nebuchadnezzar and his armies coming in to take them. And what was the big deal here? What was the one thing that stood out here more than anything else? He said, you're going into captivity for 70 years because what? You didn't observe the Sabbath. You didn't observe the Sabbath. And he wasn't just talking about, you know, the the once a week thing. He was talking about they didn't let the land rest. And so he says, I'm going to make sure the land rests. For 70 years because you've missed 70 Sabbaths. And they go into captivity. Well, that's all fine and dandy, Tim. What does that have to do with us today? How many Sabbaths have you missed? I'm talking about the Christ. I'm not talking about the day. The Lord of the Sabbath. How, many, how, how much have you missed Christ? How many of you have abandoned his law? How many of you say, and you take his name in vain by saying that you're a follower of Christ when every bit of your actions, your words, and the intents of your hearts, the imagination of your heart, is evil continuously all the time? How many of that is for you? How many of you are idolaters, covetous people, adulterers, thieves, murderers, liars, how many of you are in that category? And we could get into the very specifics of each little thing and expound on that, but how many of you are in active sin against God, but you think you're clean from your sin? Because some preacher said, if you pray this prayer, all will be well, but you continue on in it. That's not genuine conversion. Because when God changes a man, when he converts him, when he gives him the new birth, he is changed. He is changed. He is a new creature. Behold, all things are become new. The new world order in Christ is the old world order. That's what it is. The one that God established from the beginning. Which order are you going in? Are you going in the new world order of the heathen and Joe Biden? Or the old paths that lead to a new world order in Christ? Which one are you in? Hmm? Repentance is a key. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. We'll be back with Rotten of the Core Wednesday with the Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor tomorrow. See you.